0: Welcome back to the show. This is an absolutely incredible episode. This is a conversation with Ian Clark and a healthy body that doesn't die. In this episode, we are speaking with Ian. Ian at 46 years old was bankrupt and given a thousand days left to live. Five years later, he survived and built a raw supplement business direct to consumers from his basement, which reached hundreds of thousands of people within two years. He hopes to share his wild story, which it is wild, and I love it, with you today. What his business did, how it grew, and how he used it to escape an early death and how others can learn how to manage and heal their own bodies. Ian is the owner and chief executive officer of Activation Products, Inc., and has built a solid reputation for valuable research in the natural health space, developing the most effective protocols and products that support natural healing. Now at the age of 65, his health and energy levels are better than they were when he was 25, but this was definitely not the case in 2004. At the age of 46, two significant life-threatening health issues hit him in the same year, and it was during the 2004 to 2007 years that as a husband and father of seven children, he sought out the most effective health products for natural healing to avoid medical operations and drugs. And in 2007, Activation Products was founded with his wife and seven children. Over the last 16 years, he has enjoyed a wonderful health transformation for himself, his family, and literally hundreds of thousands of Activation clients internationally. And more and more people are learning how to heal their own bodies. You know, I'm a health nut. You know, I love all things about learning more about health and improving our health like from the inside out. This is exactly what he dives into in this episode. So Ian shares his incredibly powerful story with us about healing himself, escaping an early death with a myriad of health issues by getting curious, asking questions, becoming a seeker and implementing the changes to amplify his quality of health and his life overall. And when you change your physiology, you change your emotions. When you change your emotions, which is literally energy in motion, this changes your thoughts. This, in turn, changes your beliefs, your behaviors, your results, and in turn, your physiology that continues to repeat the cycle. This is an absolutely incredible episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Welcome to the show today, Ian. I'm thrilled to have you here.
1: Yeah, it's good to be here, Marcia. We'll uh, see where we go.
0: Yeah, see where we go. You've got a very interesting story. And I just, I literally do want to dive right in because I want to take you back to 46 years old. You escaped an early death. You learned how to heal your body. And I would love to start there. What was life like then? And what were you facing?
1: Well, life was pretty mainstream at that point. Uh, I was living in Toronto. We had, uh, lived out in Alberta for 26 years and moved back in 2002. And in 2004, when I was 46 years old, I had several different issues come up. Number one was a financial bankruptcy. Number two was uh, a large tumor started growing in the bottom of my abdomen, which the doctors wanted to cut out immediately. And I had uh, heart disease conditions with plugged arteries and also liver problems. That I wasn't aware of their liver problems quite yet. That took two more years to find out that because it was the focus on everything else. But there were three things that were going to exterminate me within about 36 months if I didn't deal with them. Mm. And according to what the doctors were wanting to do. And then it was going to be even shorter if I didn't do the medical route. But I I was um I was not happy with the way that they were diagnosing me mm. or offering the treatments they offered, I was not impressed with at all. And I had had a situation when I was 20 where both my uncles on my mom's side of the family died at 51 and 54 years old, both of cancer. They both had terminal cancer. They both went through whatever the doctors told them to, and they both died on time. And I thought, that's really interesting. You go to a person who tells you what's wrong with you, gives you a treatment, tells you you're going to die, and you die. It's like, wow, that's an interesting concept that... It was, I thought, here we are in 2004, not 1978. Right. There must be more things to do. But that was not being offered by anybody in the medical establishment. My oldest brother was a medical doctor for 30 years in North Bay.
2: Mm-hmm. And he,
1: had a, he was a general practitioner. He had 11 doctors working in his clinic with him. So he saw thousands of patients come through. And he told me that it's just genetic predisposition. It's the luck of the draw. So just
0: accept it,
1: right? Like just accept it. Yep, accept it, and it's you know just follow through. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do anything about it. And I and I I suggested two things. I said maybe it's my fault. It's probably something I'm doing. He goes, no, 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 don't don't go there. And I said, well, what about alternative things? What about other ways? He goes, all snake oil. He said all that stuff out there. There's no double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized studies, and he just laid all the lingo on me. But it didn't it it didn't pacify me and it didn't satisfy me. And I, I woke up one morning and I realized there were people on the earth somewhere who had knowledge about how to deal with these things naturally. There had to be. But it was just this thing, right? I thought, of course there has to be. Wouldn't there be? But how do you find them? I didn't know who they were, where they were, how to find them. And I was under heavy, heavy pressure in Toronto with the doctors and with this whole family situation to deal with. And I felt really bad. I was way overweight. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was toxic and I was addicted to foods. I didn't realize how addicted to food I was until I tried to stop eating the garbage. And then I found out that I was very addicted. So I got into a big fight with my body. And it was my body wanted to go and have a number four at Wendy's and supersize it every day at 1130. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't, I was in trouble with a headache and a gut ache, severe where i didn't even couldn't even hardly work and so i'd have to go and eat that and then i would feel better and after a few weeks of that trying to stop i just finally said to my body um you're like a spoiled child and you're acting up and i'm done with this if you want to get into a fight i'll fight basically you're fired you're not going to be allowed to tell me what to do anymore and i'm going to tell you what to do and if you want to have headaches and gut aches go for it." I'm up, for, I'm up for a scrap. You want to get into a fight? I'm up. And I would talk to myself like that, talk to my body like that. I realized my body was just one third of me that was controlling me, and it had to be taken away. The control had to be taken away because I would die, for sure. It was just those right. no things were adding it up.
0: Wow! I just want to ask you um, quickly and interject there. Like, thank you for sharing all of that. And I, I, I can just paint this picture of, I, you know, that there are so many people in that boat fighting their body, their body's fighting them, the addiction to food, the addiction to the food and what's out there. Like, not to throw under the bus, but like just even looking at Starbucks, I saw them do. I did a, a little test once to look at the sugar that's in one of the drinks. And I mean, for how much liquid was in the drink, if you had a cup right beside it, it was like literally filled to sugar, maybe an Hmm. inch less. And it's like, we are addicted. We're addicted. For sure. Yeah. So were you always a kind of like inside of you, there must have been this fighter who said, no, there actually has to be an answer somewhere else. I am determined to find it. Like, what Hmm. was that turning tipping point for you?
1: Well, it was push came to shove because I was in a physical dilemma and it was either do or die. It was live, die, sink or swim kind of a situation. And I knew that. So I had nowhere else but to go up. I was financially bankrupt. I was physically bankrupt. Um, my emotional, I wasn't bankrupt yet. I was under a pretty heavy duty situation, family wise. But uh, it was just like, this is ridiculous. And I'm the one who's paying the price. Obviously, everything I have done caused this somehow. I wasn't into drinking or doing drugs or any of that kind of stuff at all. I'd stopped all that when I was 21. So it wasn't those things. It was what I didn't know. I didn't understand about toxicity or that I'd been super poisoned. I worked in the oil field for 17 years and found out that I had major lead poisoning. And it took me a few years to find that out. Because I was having these lesions on the front of my shins, and I went to my the general practitioner doctor, and he goes, "I don't know." He said, "I have no idea what that is." And it was like I've been banging my shins, and it was oozing this stuff. So he put me to a dermatologist, and it took me six weeks to get in to see her. When I went and saw her, that was in Brampton, Ontario, and they don't have much time, right? It's like, you know, okay, what, what, can, what what's the problem? And so I said, "Well, I've, I've got generally bad skin, but..." on the shoulders of the front of my shins. And she goes, well, you know what that is. Do you you just need a prescription? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what that is. She goes, sure you do. I said, no, I don't. That's why I'm here. I waited six weeks to see you. She goes, obviously, you're a homosexual.
0: (gasps) No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. For real.
1: For real. Right? And I was shocked, right? Because I'm not. (laughs) And so when, uh, when she said that, I go, I go, no, I'm not. And she goes, listen, I don't have time. I know what that is. You know what that is. Just mess up. I'm a doctor. This is private. And I was like, what? So I said, okay, hold it. I'd been married for like 23 years at that point, or 24 years, or whatever it was. I said, no, I don't even have anything going on sexually outside of just a regular family life. I am not homosexual. If I was, I would tell you. And she had this stupid little smirk in her face as if she caught me at something. And and it was and I couldn't get it through to her. So finally she just said, look, all I can do is write your prescription. So she wrote me the prescription and I, I took it from her. I was mad at her, right? For That's a fun. second, because she wouldn't listen. And then but when I got up and left the office, I started to laugh because I realized that she didn't know and she was guessing. And I caught doctors guessing along the way at different things. That they, they were because they are they're guessing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because unless you let them do internals, and I wouldn't let them touch this tumor that was growing, because I mean, at least I knew then it could potentially metastasize if they take a chunk of it, and it was right between my legs, right where all the male reproductive plumbing is, and it was bad. It was big, and so I just opted out of that. And when I walked out of her office, that was the thing that set me free from doctors. I was like, "Wow, she wasn't a bad person. She just was programmed." You know, through her training, this is what it is, and it's what it is, and that's it. Here's a prescription. I just crunched the, the paper up and threw it in the garbage and walked to my car and laughed. And that that actually set me free from the doctors because that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, so it took me two years to find out that that was lead poisoning. And I, I found out from a master herbalist in Ohio who had had the same problem. He worked in a General Motors diesel manufacturing division and they were doing the lead lead babbitt bearings in the bottom of these engines for the big bearings and he was exposed to lead and he said what happens (laughs) because i was exposed to major amounts of lead in the oil field because it's they use lead pipe dope it's everywhere and they don't tell you anyways it goes into your body through your skin and it goes down into the bones that are closest to the flesh to the skin and that's where it was trying to come out because the body automatically tries to put heavy metals in the bone to protect you. And that's what was coming out. And it would be like three or four lesions in the front of each shin. It was that much. And so he told me to get on a protocol with sorghum molasses and soy lecithin and a bunch of these herbs that had to take in about six months of that and it all went away. So it was totally very enlightening. But uh, that was, you know, a few years after that doctor told me that. So, I just moved on, and that was a a big kind of a wow, interesting
0: did that moment come before you started to um we're going to dive into you, your business, what you've created? But was that an early moment for you with like healing yourself from that lead poisoning? Then it was like, wait a minute, maybe my body actually could do. And is that was that in line with you saying no to your body and you're done fighting and we're not doing the junk food? We're not. Was that in around that same time?
1: Mm, it was a little bit after that. The, the fight the fight happened with desperation, where I knew that I didn't know. I had no knowledge on natural health at all, mm-hmm. and that's what was killing me. And because you have a cause and effect with a time lag. I realized that all of the things that I had allowed in my life up to that point, the, the not watching what I was eating, I didn't know anything about genetically modified gr- organisms. I thought organic was a scam because everything's organic, isn't it? It's like total dummy. And-
0: you don't know, right? I mean, it's okay. I, I remember the time. I do remember the time you're talking about when all of a sudden everybody was talking about organic and there was a lot of things saying, but isn't it organic if it grows outside and we don't understand. <laughs> and then you start to see like when you, I, I always, I can never get that picture out of my head, how they're spraying the fields, the, the food, they're spraying it with gas masks on. And it's like, so they can't breathe it, but we can eat it. That's so interesting. Like it's so interesting. So, yeah. yeah, I do remember this time. I remember this time very well. And, you know, this is also coming off of the time where it was very much about um, uh, low fat or yeah, was it low, sh- low fat, but
2: low fat.
0: high sugar? And yeah, diabetes went through the roof because people were freaking out about low fat. So I remember all of those stacking things happening. And, you know, we really haven't been questioning a lot of our food sources until the last probably two decades. Right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, my oldest brother, when he went through medical school in the 70s, early 70s, uh, he was nine years older than me. And my dad was so proud of his oldest son becoming a doctor. And he, uh, of course, he came back with all the new information. You got to get rid of butter. You got to get rid of eggs. You got to start eating margarine. You got to, you know, get rid of the animal fats. You got to do all this, right? And so this is in 1972 when that really hit. Yep. By 1984, my dad was 64. And he had, because he was born in 1920. He had angina, he had to have open heart surgery. He had two different open heart surgeries in the last 13 years of his life. Both of them were a failure. He had an aneurysm in his aorta at one point that he made it through like a 25% chance of making it. He made it through. He struggled to stay alive from 64 years old all the way through to 76 when he died. And it was a total nightmare. And it was all based on that misinformation of all the wrong stuff, he did everything wrong based upon the new medical modern garbage. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it is interesting. If anybody's ever, if you haven't done this, it is a very interesting exercise. Take marjoram, put it outside on your hottest day of the year, and it doesn't melt. It doesn't <laughs> melt. And the, bog, the bugs don't touch it. I've done it. And it's like, what in the world are we eating? Like, I don't eat it. But it's like, what do we, what is this? Because it doesn't melt. It's like, there's so much plastic in it. And so it's so, it's just, I think there's so much more discernment. So I can picture this timeline. You're going through these changes. You're healing lead poisoning. What happens next?
1: Well, I had I found out I had a whole bunch of fungal infections, like deep, deep rooted stuff. Mm-hmm. I also had a uh, candida yeast overgrowth. Uh, it blew out so hard that the whole bottom of my abdomen turned like a white crystal from this, you know, the whole bottom of my abdomen yeah. without going into detail. And it was just one problem after the next. That causes mental emotional issues, anger issues. I had taken Accutane for cystic acne when I was in my 20s. Yes. Worst possible thing you could do.
0: Yep. But they gave it out <laughs> like candy. It was prescribed. Okay. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. and it, it got rid of the cystic acne it also got rid of a lot of other very important things out of my body and it did serious damage so anyway that had to all be repaired so the the long and the short of it is this let's fast forward to today yep so i just turned 65 in june all of the issues are completely gone it took seven years for the tumor to dissolve itself out of my body completely that that was done by twenty eleven. And I learned all about the true detox, and I learned all about the things that we all learn about, which is, you know, eat clean, you know, get good sleep, manage your stress, uh, you know, learn learn how the autonomic nervous system works, uh, make sure you, you know, drink good fluids, make sure you're mindful, you know, meditate, or whatever it is that you want to do. There's all these things that are out there. And I got exposed to millions and millions of dollars of of access to be able to reinvest to do research I got to meet all the top people in the world in each category and I knew the the people who I knew existed I didn't know how to find them I had to be led to them through different pathways and synchronicities right I was paying attention now like this is really important and then I started to notice that the average life expectancy for a normal mainstream person is 74 to 79 years old in north america some live some live till they're 100 some die in their 40s and 50s uh the average is 74 to 79 and then when you go to the health conscious community the average is 81 to 85 and then if you go to the blue zones the average is 83 and everybody's talking about blue zone so i knew there was something extremely flawed about that
0: what's a blue you zone for anybody who's listening?
1: so a blue zone are, there are about eight areas in the world where for some reason and it's obviously what it is a geographical environmental repeat where, where more people live till 100 than others if you go on netflix there's a whole thing on blue zones and yeah. and centurions but that doesn't excite me at all anymore i i don't that is nothing to get excited about because you only get a few more years so if you're if you're super health conscious, you know, and you know all the data and you you listen to all the experts and the sages and the gurus, you'll live to an average of 81 to 85. But that doesn't even make sense because a healthy body doesn't die. Now, if you died in an accident, the chances of that are 5% only. It's very unlikely you'll ever die of an accident. But you will die of a health problem or a series of health problems. So, if we're going to be in the health space, and we're practicing high-level wellness, then our body keeps living. So, I knew that there was, out of all the information of all the experts, they were all dying on time. I thought, well, then, then there's definitely information we're missing that I don't know, that you don't know, that they don't know. And that knowledge has to be there somewhere, but nobody has it, because everybody's dying on time.
0: Everybody's dying on time. Oh my gosh. That is. A, yeah. Well, and it's, it is interesting. Like, I mean, that's a story in itself. But when we're dealing with a lot of the healthcare, they, they are, there's very, very little with prevention. Like, it's so much about management or treatment. If you're lucky, like, I mean, I'm going to even say that because sometimes trying to get appointments in North America can, like, I and say Canada for a second. Can be challenging in itself, so it's maintenance at its lowest level. I feel like it's definitely not prevention. The other thing that really hits me, and I just want to say, is like so much can change in our life when we get curious, when we start questioning, and go, you know what? Maybe this isn't all there is. Maybe there is more. Like, and we start looking. We become the investigator, which it really sounds like you
2: did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I knew that I couldn't become. I couldn't do my own research because I didn't have time. So, what I found out was, is there are people on the earth who did deep level of research, a lifetime of research, into categories like brain health, endocrine system, respiratory, digestive, circulatory, and so on. And those systems, they take a a lot of wisdom, and the more wisdom you get, the simpler it becomes. And each system is interfacing and interacting with itself. You might have a very healthy cardiovascular, but your respiratory goes off and you die. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all these, you know, COPD, there's all these things. So the medical world is the sick care institutions. They're not healthcare. They call it healthcare. It's sick care. They're dealing with symptoms at that level where they're showing up. They don't know how to go to the root cause. You get the naturopath community, which is much better because they, they talk about root cause. They go, we don't want to just deal with symptoms. We want to deal with the root cause. But unfortunately, they don't have enough knowledge yet to know what the actual big elephant in the room is. So they 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 don't know how to deal with the big, big problem. That's why they all die on time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And people who I've thought were real experts, one guy died at 70 years old. I'm like, what? He just died? you got to be joking. I thought he was a longevity expert. And he promoted himself as that. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so now i knew we were missing so once you know that you don't know what you don't know but you know the knowledge has to exist that opens up a space and that opened up a space in my mind to say well i don't know but i want to know and maybe i'll be led to get that knowledge that would be interesting Mm -hmm. and i'm open to that i didn't want to become an expert or a guru or a sage because then people follow me Mm -hmm. i don't want anyone to follow me i want people to follow what's real. And if I can find out what's real and share that with you, then you have it. It's like getting keys to open locks. So I was open to me receiving the keys, which I did. It just took time. I had to be very just patient and wait. I couldn't rush it. You can't rush anything. You know, you can't force it. And slowly but surely, I started to look at numbers, because it's all at the end of the day. It really is mathematical. You've got your esoteric world, right? You got your enteric world, but at the end of the day, statistics are going to tell you where your what your what your trajectory is. So that trajectory is seventy-four to eighty-five years old. You can't have that because a healthy body won't die. So if you can get yourself back to a quality of life that you had when you were twenty-five, a healthy twenty-five-year-old and maintain that indefinitely, would you like that? Of course. I know the answer is yes. Yes, Right. Now, people don't seem to want to be late for their celebration of life, they call it now. They don't call them funerals anymore. They call them celebration of life. So they want to be on time for that. Because all their friends are dying around those times, and then each friend gets celebrated by their friends, and they don't want to miss that. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's
1: what I call a death culture we accept that as normal it's normal to die like what's with what, why do you want to keep living anyway people ask the question well why wouldn't you but if you look at the oldest living people right now if you go on google and type in oldest living people some lived to 117 one lived to 127 take a look at them they look absolutely terrible <laughs> they look so bad and the last 10 years of their life was a major suffering time you know, maybe the fortunate person would be like my mom, who had a very good quality of health all the way to her 100th year, and then she died within 14 hours. Ah. You know, when a, a blood clot formed in her left leg, and it released, it formed for months, and and she wouldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it finally released, and it filled up her brain, and 14 hours later, she went from totally coherent, cogniz- cognizant, to not being able to talk, to being able to hear what you're saying and then went to sleep and didn't wake up so that's amazing but still it was only 100 years so health problems caught up with her and killed her mm-hmm. so finding out how to deal with all the health problems at the very root cause was the number that I was looking for so if i if i look at you right now i say okay marsha how much how much air do you breathe every day do you know how much air you breathe every day
0: Do not know how much I breathe every day? I actually really
1: don't. Like you might drink two or three liters of fluid a day.
0: Drink a gallon.
1: Yeah,
0: Not perfect, but definitely top value for me is as many things I can do with my health as possible.
1: Right. Exactly. And so when you do all those things and everybody drinks lots of water and they eat really clean food and they meditate and they exercise and they do all these things and they die on time anyway. Mm -hmm. So I knew that that wasn't the answer. There was something deeper. So, it does come down to what you're breathing. You, as an adult from 20 years old on, breathe 11,000 11, liters a day. That's how much you breathe every day automatically. Whether you're awake or sleeping, you're breathing. And every breath is essential. Mm-hmm. You, if you stop breathing, you've got minutes to live.
2: Yep.
1: And then that breath goes into your lungs, which touches 260 square kilometers of surface. If you look at your lungs, they're not balloons; they're chunks of meat, and they have this very, very intense matrix of surface area that covers 260 square kilometers or 100 square mile, which instantaneously transfers all the air you're breathing immediately into your bloodstream, which goes immediately to your heart, which goes immediately to your brain within seconds, and your brain has A requirement of that fuel to stay on. If you lose that fuel, if your heart stops for only eight seconds, you're blacked out. You lose consciousness. That means your brain just shut down and went into a blackout. In eight seconds, you pump 7,600 liters of blood per day through 10,000 kilometers of cardiovascular tubing which is arteries, veins, and capillaries. You only have five liters of blood in your body. You're going to pump five liters of blood every single minute. Your entire blood flow of your entire volume of your body goes through your entire body every 60 seconds. And it has to, because it's taking oxygen and nutrients to every cell, which requires your body to stay alive. So if you stop breathing, you got minutes. If you stop pumping your well, you're dead in eight minutes if nobody gets your heart going again. If it stops for eight seconds, you're blacked out. You need help. You need somebody to come and resuscitate you. So this is these are the numbers that mean everything. Once I understood those numbers, it's like, whoa, we are way more sophisticated than I thought. And you're breathing pollution. Every breath. Every breath you're breathing, tire dust. There is 10 billion pounds of tire dust released into North America every year. 10 billion pounds a year. That's based on the number of tires they sell, the thickness of the tread, the width, and the circumference, Mm -hmm. and the number of miles driven by all the trucks that have 18 tires on every truck and four on every car. And now they're coming out with battery-powered vehicles, which are the worst because they're heavier and they're more powerful. So they burn up tires almost twice as fast now.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, and what and what is a tire made of? You got B.F. Goodrich, Radin, Kitchener, right? Tires are rubber, cotton, epoxies, resin, plastics, metals, and chemicals. All in the air. And all in the air, and they float. It floats continuously because these are nanoparticles. You cannot see them. You can't taste them. You can't smell them because they're not at a high enough concentration for you to sense them. But they're in a massive volume. Because they're invisible and they go into you. And you accumulate them until you're dead. And that's just one thing, tire dust. Then you have brake dust. Breaks are just straight up metals. Then you have in the last since you and I've been around, and you're a lot younger than I am, but but in the last 30 years, they started to gradually cremate more and more bodies. Now they're cremating 85% of human bodies and all the animals. You know how many animals are killed every every day? It's like a million animals a day are killed. They they gather the big ones and they put them in crematoriums to dispose of their bodies. Those animals have been breathing too. So you take the accumulated pollution that each of us living beings have been breathing, and now we off gas it through the stacks. If you go on Google and type crematorium and funeral home, it's in your neighborhood. Yep. So who thought of that? Why would we be burning bodies? Are you kidding? is the stupidest thing that you could ever do is to burn a body. And it's not a religious thing get I mean get serious right All the chemotherapy, all the all the pharmaceutical drugs, all the garbage aid, all the glyphosates, all the stuff is now further releasing into the atmosphere and I've only talked about three things. there's over 1,000 items in the air from industrial pollutants to fuels to jets flying overhead to particulate matter trails to whatever. So you and I are being compromised 24 hours a day. By what we're breathing, but we can't stop breathing. Right. Now your body, this is what I found out. This is the answer. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is, this is priceless information. Your body is a blood production facility. You produce blood with your bone marrow 24 hours a day. But because you only have five liters and you don't have the raw materials that you need to produce clean blood at the volume you need, cause it's not in the fruit anymore. Your body falls behind. So between the age of 20 and 60, only in 40 short years, you would breathe 160 million liters of air between 20 and 60. If you measure the kidney function of a 20 year old, they say that's 100% efficient. At 60, it's 35% efficient with your kidneys, which is a blood filter compared to when you were 20. Why? Because you breathe 160 million liters of polluted air. And you accumulated it up and it plugged up your kidneys because it couldn't keep up. Your kidneys and your liver got overwhelmed in 40 short years. And if you look at people who are 60 to 80, look how fast they age. Mm. Because now they're on a downward spiral. Yeah, You've got 35% efficiency and they're still breathing the same garbage. So what I found out is when you drink unrefined sea minerals melted into water, And we have a liquid product that you can put in. And this is not to sell a product. This is to give information of what you need. This is super affordable. And you put it into water. You convert the water into electrolytic fluid. And that fuels your body with the exact raw material you need for your body to go into high production of clean blood. When you produce a high volume of clean blood, now the body intelligence can tell the body, Oh, You can get rid of the dirty blood now. You don't have to put up a dirty five liters of blood. You can dump it. It goes in through your bowel movements and out into the toilet. Because your body will only be able to get rid of the blood that is being replaced. But because there's not enough minerals in the food anymore to produce the blood, which blood is made from minerals. And it's not from mineral water. You can go to a mountain and drink spring water with minerals in it that are dissolved rocks. That does not produce blood. You have to go to the ocean. Because if you take your body right now and cry a tear, what does it taste like? Like ocean water. Mm -hmm. It's not as strong, it's about one third strength ocean water, very salty. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If you sweat, it's the same thing. So I found out that 80% of your body is not water at all, it's electrolytic fluid. So if we're told, we're told one lie is that, oh, yeah, you're 80% water. No, you're not. (laughs) And if you drink water, water is a solvent, water's hungry it demands salt and your body's full of salt and so your body puts the salt that it has to use make blood puts it into the water and you urinate it out it leaves your body so drinking water is off the menu you have to take the water and convert it into electrolytic fluid drink it and that brings the fuel in within 1 year of finding out the exact formula between 64 and 65 years old it cost over 90 million dollars of invested money to learn these things. We generated the $90 million with our company, and we just reinvested it all back into research. We built a manufacturing facility, we learned the truth, and we learned how to educate people. That's what I had to learn. So now the education is priceless. As soon as I did that, and the formula is simple, is five grams only per one liter of water. you convert when you melt it in there the whole structure of that fluid changes now instead of drinking something that's going to dilute you you are now fueling yourself you're adding those precious minerals and in the sea salt there is over 90 different minerals and your body immediately starts to change as soon as you start producing more blood a lot of things happen because now you're going to go into a detox (laughs) and the first few months is always interesting You're going to have liquid bowel movements oh joy it's not diarrhea it's actually very comfortable because you're eliminating all the stuff out rapid fire Mm -hmm. because your body's going to start dumping that dirty blood every single month i completely replace my entire blood volume with clean fresh blood because i finally found out that if you don't give the raw material to the production facility it can't produce product and when you give it the material your body automatically produces tons of blood. So within three months, my enlarged prostate went to normal. Within five months, my gut health perfected because hydrochloric acid is what your stomach acid is made of. And the chloric is the key, hydrochloric. The minerals in sea salt are chloride minerals. That's the fuel your body uses to produce perfect stomach acid. All the acid reflux, the GERD, the IBS, the diverticulitis the Crohn's the whatever it just goes away the reason is there because you're getting contaminated and your stomach acid gets lower and lower quality as you get older and people don't get gut health problems until they get older right mm-hmm. that's why so it totally fixes it now you're digesting all the food perfectly you're getting all the nutrients out of food you need i eat 25 percent of the amount of food i used to eat before i started this because my body is satiated the word satiation comes from salt just like are you worth your salt well people would ask you that because the word salary which people are paid when they're working they're paid a salary that word comes from salt salt was so valuable back in the day that it was considered more valuable than gold mm-hmm. and you were paid in salt people traded salt back and forth as as the currency salt also is electrical. Your being is electric. You run on electrons and biophotons, <clears throat> electrolytes. And so all these companies jumped up. Oh, you need electrolytes. So they sell you these expensive electrolytes that don't have anywhere close to the needing of the amount of raw material you actually require. And then there's billions of dollars has been spent to train us that salt is bad. You can't have too much salt. And the older you get, the less salt you should have. And you got to drink super pure water and people drink distilled water. Or reverse osmosis water, seriously, or spring water <laughs> from a from a, a mountain stream that dilutes you and you don't get the raw material. so that's why people die so quickly. from 60 to 80, they look so bad by 80 they're dead and they don't know what's killing them. and that's all it is. So I have now reversed my biological age back to between 25 and 35 is where I'm at on most of my system in just a little over a year. And all these symptoms that I had that were bothering typical male my age all went away. Brain function doubles, but that doesn't mean it, it doubles from what you would normally have. It just means you go back up to where you should be because all the brain receptor sites get cleaned out because you automatically detox when you have clean blood going through your whole system every minute, cleaning it out and you bowel movements get rid of it. So I was like, Mm, liquid bowel movements, interesting. (laughs) Wow. Talk about a flush.
0: (laughs) But this is just blows my mind. I'm such a, I mean, my, my background is like, I have a science degree in kinesiology. I like always, I'm always fascinated by health and biohacking. Like, how can I better my health? So this conversation is like, I know so many people are going to love it. And I personally am like, oh my gosh, tell me more. Because I just love this. I think that the way I've looked at it, it's not about I want to live to a certain age. I want to be as functionally healthy as I can for as long as I can. It's not the number for me. I have family members in their you know 70s that I'm sure this is not what they wanted their life to be. And mm-hmm. I don't want that. I personally don't want that and in a lot of ways i so agree and resonate with what you're saying like i actually feel we do need to ask more questions we do need to you know not accept at face value what a doctor says and to be completely transparent i would be dead a couple times over if i had not fought a system and that is no joke whatsoever right so i'm all for like question and you know be that person and put those questions out there so you then spent many years researching, learning, investing, and putting this product together? Can I say, is it a standalone product or is it a collection of products?
1: It's a collection. yeah, And it's a small collection, which is the greatest thing because that keeps your costs so low, it becomes better than free compared to what you would otherwise have to spend on supplements, protocols, technologies, treatments, trying to Support a body that keeps the problem internally. Mm-hmm. So all the remedies, whether it's medical or or nutraceutical, they're remedies. Billions of dollars are generated on remedies every year. But when you remove the problem, you don't need the remedies because the problem is gone. And I found out what the main problem was is what we're breathing, contaminating our blood, contaminating our whole body till we're dead. And all you do is flip the script, get your body producing clean blood. It goes and washes everything out. The blood goes to every cell in your body every minute. And it cleans it out completely. That regenerates your organ function, regenerates your brain, helps with your structural movement. And then there's the whole... So what you talked about earlier was the key KPI, the key performance indicator. What's the key performance indicator for you? is one thing that today you're at a certain level of health and wellness and vitality tomorrow you're better or tomorrow you're worse just a little bit better or just a little bit worse so one day I was just thinking about a roadway to, for an analogy to compare where where we're going to go in the next 10 years let's say 10 years is like 10 mile if you have a car on a road and that road is perfectly level you can put it in neutral. It won't move either way, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It'll
1: just sit there. If you go one degree incline or one degree decline, that's not enough to make the car roll. There's still enough weight and the tires won't roll at one at one degree incline or decline. If you power that car and drive 10 miles, the difference between the one degree up and the one degree down turns out to be 875 feet the height of a skyscraper. So with just one little thing of shift to figure out the problem and to change it, you're either going to get a little bit healthier every day into the future or a little bit less healthy every day into the future. And that in 10 years has a massive impact. In one year of drinking the unrefined salt, the unrefined sea minerals and water completely changed my existence physically. It made the KPIs where I got healthier and healthier every day. Once you get to a certain level of health and you're cleaned out and everything's back to a 25 to 35 year old, you simply maintain that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how long you live; it just matters how long you're healthy, and your body just stays alive. It keeps living into the future. So I'm 65 and I look 65, but I look like a healthy 65 year old.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would say 65. Like you don't, you don't. But I, you look like a very healthy 65 year old. If I put my own healthy standards to it, what I see, I don't see 65, but I also have family members in their late 60s and 70s, and I definitely see that age.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when you're 150, and you've maintained that 25 to 35-year-old biological health all the way through, and structural health, you look like a super 150-year-old, super healthy 150-year-old. That's what they are supposed to look like. You have the youthful glow. You have the enthusiasm for life. You have energy, real energy. You have mobility, flexibility, agility. You have power, strength, endurance, stamina. It's just there. And when I saw my brain power alone go up so much in one year, and it was already good a year ago, it went way up. I was like, really? Like cognitive ability to remember, to, to compute? Wow. And then you're talking gut health. You have more neurological pathways in your gut than you have in your head and also your heart. So you have a brain in your head, a brain in your heart, and a brain in your gut. Mm -hmm. They all synchronize, and they all have to be cleaned out. When you clean out all the receptor sites, now all the nutrition that you're consuming in good quality food gets to those sites because they're unplugged. That's why you need so much less. When you have very strong stomach acid, you don't have any more of that gurgling where your body's trying to freak out to try to make acid with material it doesn't have and you get the foaming and the the, the you know the heartburn and the, all that other stuff that happens that all goes away so it's like this is so simple and so basic it becomes better than free i'm spending 75 percent less on my groceries mm-hmm. wow what does that mean in a year
2: mm-hmm.
1: how about 10 years what is that savings and it's not about saving money it's time energy effort and money money is simply fuel it doesn't mean anything what does it mean to be rich or be a billionaire that's a joke how many billionaires live past 75 not I, many
0: i've referenced it many times in this podcast like i have personally met lots of people who are extremely financially successful and have like they spend their time money and resources just trying to manage poor health It is Mm -hmm. just, and it's like, they're at a point where it's like, I don't know if you can fix that where they're at, but I just always look at it and think that's not that the value of money for me is not at that cost. That's not the, that does not equate for me. Health is, that's so much more important to me that I feel better than to have that freedom, but have no health to do anything with it.
1: Right. Health is wealth.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Money is not wealth. No. No, Money is fuel. Like, yeah. if if I said, oh, my portfolio, I am a net worth of $2.5 billion. Really? Seriously? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Just because you have money in assets does not mean wealth. Wealth is health, period. That's it. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're healthy mentally, emotionally, and financially, you're not going to be out trying to get rich and trying to exploit everything for money to for what? honestly for what
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and so rich being rich is a joke it doesn't mean anything
0: i love that you said that <laughs> i absolutely love it i think especially right now because we're not even going to go there but there's definitely a lot of things that you've seen in the last couple of years where people are making tremendous amounts of money on poor health um okay so how do people try this where does it look like and just talk about that for a second
2: mm-hmm.
1: Well, right now, so when I found out how valuable the salt was for people's lives, I I needed to find out where do we get that raw material consistently at the highest quality because sea minerals, what I've learned, is around the world in different places, they're very contaminated. Hmm. There's a lot of microplastics, a lot of heavy metal, there's mercury, there's all kinds of stuff in that water, and it can accumulate in salt. So we had to source places in the world that we could third-party lab test, not us testing, Send it to an unbiased lab that's going to tell you the truth and make absolutely sure that those are at the very minimal amount possible. But because there's so much release of toxins into our environment by our own lifestyle, with the so-called high-tech age, I think we're in a low-tech age now. Real low-tech. We're still driving on tires. I mean, really, guys? Tires and brakes? What? We shouldn't be driving on rubber tires and using metal brake pads to slow us down. There's magnetic forces that you can use to break a car. There's other materials we could use that don't wear out and put nanoparticles into the air. They just haven't released it yet, whoever they are. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that part of it. But we cannot change that right now. So you have to change yourself. You have to become aware that your body is a blood production facility. And you've got to get that in there. So our company is focused on that. So we have sourced sea mineral in liquid form and also in dry form. Now, we've had the liquid form for quite some time. It's called Oceans Alive, and we have a product product line coming out under Oceans Alive. The reason that the name is there is is multiple reasons for calling it Oceans Alive. One is that we need to keep the oceans alive. People don't realize where our oxygen comes from that we breathe. 90% of our oxygen we breathe is produced by marine phytoplankton. That's a microalgae that grows in the ocean. There are thousands of different strains of it, and they grow in spring blooms around the world, and we don't just count on the trees and the plants to produce our oxygen. That produces 90%. So if that was to take be taken out of the ocean, all life in the ocean would die because marine phytoplankton is the functional foundational nutrient at the bottom of the food chain in the ocean. So it's essential. So the first product we came out with 17 years ago was oceans alive which is a marine phytoplankton product that's grown in europe on land in a photobioreactor two heirloom strains that were took a 40-year study to find out what was the exact strains that would match with the human nutritional profile so i didn't even know that i stumbled onto the key right out of the gate i had no i'm not a scientist i had no knowledge all i knew is that when i consumed marine phytoplankton that my body felt like it was getting the battery charged up. I didn't understand that that was to do with clean blood and all these electrolytes and things. And it's bathed in a 100 times strength sea mineral liquid that comes from the ocean. And we just weren't taking it up. So now we have some different forms. We also have an unrefined sea salt that you simply add one teaspoon per liter, which is five grams, and, and we have that in stock in a small amount right now. We're building a an inventory where we can get literally millions of pounds a month of this stuff and supply that to people who are aware. And and I and I always ask you a question, you know, Marsha, how much do you care about keeping your body alive? What's your answer?
0: Substantially, I ca- I care a massive amount.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't have the knowledge on how to keep your body alive, what the real thing is with this particular clean blood thing, then you, you would have to go anywhere and everywhere else to find pulse electromagnetic frequency devices, med beds, um, supplements, nutraceuticals, protocols, um, treatments in order to stay alive even a little bit longer than normal with a, with a quality of life. Cause everybody wants quality of life. Once you have these keys. Then your whole body completely changes. You don't have to go and spend all that time, energy, effort and money anymore. It's ultra affordable. Plus you save 75% in your food bill. Yet you still eat, I still eat food that I totally enjoy. I'm always satiated. I don't lose weight. I don't gain weight. I'm satisfied. You want to have a satisfied life. So our job is to, first of all, my job is to open up to know that I didn't know and that to receive that knowledge. And share that with people and then to make sure that we're being able to provide the raw materials that your body needs to consume every single day so we have a seventy thousand square foot manufacturing facility in coburg ontario where we're running at a single shift because people don't know about this yet so once they find out more and more then we go to a double shift triple shift we just simply have to provide the raw material because this is a physical product you're a physical being and your connection to this dimension is your physical body. If your physical body dies, you are removed from this physical dimension of interface with the land of the living, with your family, with your friends, with people you influence, people you're delivering value to. And another interesting thing that I noticed is the older you are, the more valuable you are. Mm-hmm. Just think about how much more valuable you are today than you were 10 years ago. You're valuable to who? Not just to yourself. But to the world around you, You're, you have more wisdom, more experience, more knowledge, more ability to get the message clear, like a clear message. Signal to noise ratio: the noise is gone, the signal is clear. There's so much chaos in the medical realm, so much chaos in the natural healing realm. It's chaotic. There, there's hundreds of thousands of SKUs produced by thousands of companies around the world for health food stores, for online. The latest shiny object and the, the latest miracle pill and potion. <laughs> no, this is not where we're going. You don't need to be wealthy financially or anything. But you you know you could have all the money in the world, and these people are all dying on time. So we know that's not the answer. Is knowledge, wisdom, the truth? What's real? What is really happening? And that's what we're delivering. And it's simple. So our I called the company Activation Products in 2010 because between 2007 when we started to provide marine phytoplankton to the world, I saw everybody who took the sea minerals and the marine phytoplankton combo every single day. They became activated to want to get healthier because they were like, I feel really good. I'm feeling better every day. Can I feel even better than this? And the answer is always yes. There's more you can do. But you want to keep it to the definitive, the functional, foundational things that work for everybody. Because if I'm this guru, which I'm not, that has the answer for every remedy, oh, you know, you have this wrong, you do that. Okay, well, we have that knowledge, but that's not the end all. How about if you remove the problem and you don't need those remedies anymore? That's the real message. So your key performance indicator is you're having a higher quality of life, a better body to live in, more luxurious body. It's like a high-end car. You know, you want to have the best possible car. You don't want to have a garage full of them. You just want the best possible car to drive around in. It's reliable. It's safe. It's agile. It maneuvers. It stays out of accidents. It keeps you safe, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't break down in the middle of the winter on some lonely road where you freeze to death. Okay, so these are simple, common-sense principles, and I'm appealing to everyone's. I'm appealing to your common sense. To make your decision because your your life is a series of decisions that are going to have a cause and effect so the more good decisions you make the better results you get and it all starts at the physiological level people think oh i got to change my thinking oh i got to change my behavior oh i got to do this oh, I that's where that's where i was like my behavior was off i'm eating stinking number four at wendy's every day at 11 30. are you kidding that's very bad behavior buddy right yeah You're, okay So I couldn't change my behavior unless I got into a fight with my body. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be in a fight with my body. I want to be in congruence with my body. But it started out with a bloody scrap.
0: It needed to though, right? It needed to have that first in order Mm -hmm. to say, like, it's like you draw that line in the sand. It's just funny because I actually deep down believe we hear about drawing the line in the sand, but you have to draw the line in the sand with yourself. Like there has to come a point in time where it's like, you're no longer going to buy into the stories that you're telling yourself, what you think you have no choice with. So I I completely agree and love this concept. And I'm going to make sure everything is in the show notes. But if somebody wants to learn more, where's the best place to send them?
1: Well, there's a couple of things they can do. Uh, number one is we have an email list now of people who have subscribed to our email to get free information. That's number one. And also to get access to the best possible pricing. mm mm-hmm. And we're always looking at ways of, of giving a better promotion getting the getting the costs lower and lower for people as they go mm-hmm. and the more volume that we produce the better our costs come in line the better pricing we can give that's number one number two i've started to produce uh one one minute to one and a half minute videos just short sound bites on very specific important information and i don't i don't i'm not a social media person i don't go on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and stuff, because I don't have time. But I published there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I found out that's a good little platform. And I started at the beginning of the year, I met a young, young woman back in California at the beginning of this year, who is very adept at publishing. Mm-hmm. And she just knows she's not very old, but she's very wise. And so I said to her, I said, I would like to be able to build a personal brand. And that brand is not to promote me, but to promote information. And so she started publishing in the reels on Instagram. And I have a, a small editor team who interviewed me and have minute, minute to minute and a half videos publishing on TikTok. We now have millions of views, 15 million views on Instagram alone on the videos that I produced just in the last eight months.
0: That's amazing.
1: Right? That's- so Instagram is Ian Clark activated hmm? is the Instagram. And then on TikTok, it's just Ian activated. And I tied activation into everything because that's what people, you, you want to become activated with knowledge. It is the truth that you can then take full advantage of this, you know, because it, it's free. The information is free. What you do with it is going to be up to you. Again, it goes back to how much do you care about keeping your body alive and high quality health, not just alive, but how much do you care about being healthy and feeling great? And I don't want people to have to chase their tail and become a health nut. This is not the answer. Because that's too complicated. Mm. It takes too much time and energy and effort. Simplifying if I could go back to myself in 2004 right now, i will go, hey Ian, (laughs) buddy, okay. So, um, I have keys. I've got three keys. I'm going to give them to you. Uh And it's up to you what you do with them. I would be out of that problem in six months. It took seven years and $1.5 million invested to be able to get my body to get rid of that tumor, to get all those things out with my lack of knowledge. Fortunately for me and for all of us, a whole bunch of money came in because when people found out about the marine phytoplankton, just out of the basement of our house in Toronto, we did $2.8 million in sales in the first 24 months, just with the marine phytoplankton. Like, wow. We had no company set up. We had no marketing. We had no sales. It was just me telling people only in California about the marine phytoplankton. And because there's a great enthusiasm for health there, they were like, what is this stuff? Never heard of it before. Wow. This really makes me feel good. Can I get more? And so people just by word of mouth with no company, just them putting money into a bank account for the, for the, I was sending it to people who had influence. And they told their people. There was no multi-level marketing set up. There was no hype. There was nothing other than the product alone. And when I saw the product do that on its own, and then all this money came in that we could then reinvest, mm-hmm. that's how it all started. So literally, we had millions and millions of dollars in the first five years. The first seven years, really, was just incredible amount of money that came in. And I knew that was not my money. That's the money of the people investing in themselves. So I had to learn all about money. What is money? Mm-hmm. It's actual fuel. But if if you, Marsha, are going to buy a product from me, for example, you're believing, number one, that it's worth it, right? You're going to be investing in yourself. You're not investing in me. You're there. You're investing in yourself. That's your money. When you give your money to me, it's still your money. I have to take the profitability of that money and reinvest it back into learning. And that's all we've done. And it's, we're in our, going to the 20th year of this research, in the 17th year of the business, right. and it's been so much fun because I because if I would have thought it was my money, <laughs> I'd go become this rich guy, and have all this stuff, have every toy in the world, and have a garage full of cars, and I'm this rich guy. Yeah, right? What a total fraud! That's so fake and so empty. So to put it back in for everyone. And that's where we're at. We'll do this continuously.
0: I love this. I will be definitely like (laughs) be one of your people definitely looking into this and will openly, happily share it. I feel um, you had this blessing of hitting that wall at 46 and saying like, this is just, I can't believe this is what life is going to be like. You got curious. You really started to investigate your own investigating, asking your own questions. And so you set yourself up to create the sex, the success that you did, but then that, you know, you reinvested it to continue to support others. So I love it. I will make sure every single thing is in the show notes. You have given an absolute wealth of knowledge, which I was like on the edge of my seat taking it in because I love this stuff. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm so grateful that you were here to share this today. Is there anything else that you want me to share? I have one more question for you, but is there anything else you want to share with the listeners about any of your products, anything you have, anything to tie a bow around what you've just shared?
1: Yeah, well, I think the most important thing is is to realize there is divine guidance in everything. Yeah, and so I don't take credit for any of this. This was all given to me, and I was shown these things. Mm-hmm. So it's now it's your turn to learn and to be shown and to engage. We have a line of of oils. Uh, I don't consume any seed oils in my diet, in the food that I eat. I don't believe that seed oils are good for the body because most of them are are adulterated and they're like filler. Mm -hmm. And they're used for texture and things like that, but they're not good for you. We produce a line of therapeutic seed oils that you need the tiniest amount of that are concentrated like black cumin seed oil or black seed oil that you consume only one teaspoon a day. It will upgrade you. I've had people come back and say, all the rosacea on my face left in six months. They have no more rosacea. They have no more gut issues just that one oil alone before I even knew about all the sea minerals Mm -hmm. that like we have that kind of stuff so just a matter of taking people take their time do their own research because it's your time energy effort and money you're investing in yourself Mm -hmm. and enthusiasm is a big key because my enthusiasm kept going up and up the more I found out what was real because you can't you can't produce enthusiasm you earn enthusiasm right you can't You know produce passion you earn it so it's just coming from the ground up physiological changes your emotions which is energy emotion your energy emotion is not a feeling but that drives your feelings when you feel good that influences your thinking you start thinking well you start becoming more enthusiastic in your thinking your passion goes up and then your thinking changes your behavior your behavior delivers these results that you see physically Which then feeds the physiology again, which gives even cleaner energy emotion, better feeling. And then you feel good, and you feel great, and you feel the greatest. And that affects your thinking, and it keeps going around the circle. So you get yourself into this formula like the Mandelbrot. If people haven't heard of Mandelbrot, look it up. The Mandelbrot set is a formula that works perfectly and stays within itself and keeps nurturing and building up the most beautiful situation imaginable. And we should have been taught about that in 1980. From then on, all the schools should have learned about this man called Benoit Mandelbrot and learn what he has and what he found out and discovered mathematically, how these things work. Because again, it always goes back to math. So get yourself into healthy heart math and healthy physiological math. And then everything changes.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. This has been... Absolutely phenomenal. And I cannot wait to dive in and learn more. I thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. I have one quick question for you. And I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer it. Is what lesson in life are you most grateful for?
1: The lesson in life that I'm most grateful for is that I am responsible for me. And if I shirk my responsibility and give it to somebody else, I'm going to be harmed because you you're responsible for you and when you do the right thing you get a great reward down the road when you do the wrong thing because you didn't know maybe you didn't intend to do wrong you have a price to pay you can't afford you're building a debt or you're building reward so becoming responsible for me
0: building debt or building reward and as when it comes to our own health i Don't know if I've heard, I'm just going to extrapolate that and say, I don't know if I've heard it said that well. To me, that describes a lot of what we've walked through these last three years is like Mm -hmm. offloading my health to someone else to fix me. I'm not going to do it, but I (laughs) I just say that's what it stirs up for me is like offloading my health as it's someone else's responsibility to give me something to fix it immediately. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more to it. So you are building debt or you are building health. Is that how you said it?
1: Well, you're either building debt or you're building a reward. reward. So you're filling up your bank account with rewards or debt. Which would you like? Yeah, so let does go back to the car analogy. So car enthusiasts, they pay very close attention to every aspect of that car. Mm-hmm. What kind of fuel it goes in. How often they change it the oil. How often they maintain it. What it takes to keep that car premium. And a, a car can run for 100 years if it's taken care of. But people don't learn enough about their own bodies and their body is the most important thing. Physical world, your body. So learn it. Find out the truth. You know, you, I, we now have the owner's manual.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a good one.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful until next time. Remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.